I'm gonna start recording now because what I wanna say is, you know what I think is funny? Mm -hmm. So, we often abbreviate Florence United as FU, so this episode is now titled FU Morality. <laughs> this is Catherine. And this is Seth. And this is Florian United. Now, without the sounds of construction, because it's late enough in the day that they've stopped. Because <laughs> this episode is not, the theme is not power tools. No, not this time. Sorry. <laughs> uh, the theme is morality. Yeah. So I was, um, I was thinking a lot about about morality and I think even just like in coming up with the idea for the episode I was thinking about times where like a moral decision is sort of like in a gray area like moral gray areas I was thinking about I have a friend a dear friend who I love and who often steals things from stores um because they're sort of like listen capitalism is garbage <laughs> and I'm stealing from, you know, Walmart or yeah. Target or like some major store, like, right. I'm not going to go into a mom and pop store and steal something, but I don't feel bad. They're they're like, you know, I have, they have this sort of, sort of ideology where they're like, I do not feel bad stealing things from, you know, big corporations because fuck them. And, um, there was definitely a time in my life I grew up like quite Christian and very like, oh, all stealing is wrong, right? But I can sort of get behind this idea of like, maybe there are times where like, it might be okay to steal something or maybe, um, I don't know. I just feel like there are these sort of moral gray areas sometimes where it's like, you know, like, for example, I was thinking about stories that you hear where, um, you know, one member of a like an elderly couple is sick and one person like asks the other person to kill them for example um and like is if they do that are they a murderer you know like those yeah. kinds of moral gray areas and i was thinking a lot about that that in this episode with like robbing a bank right but they're robbing it for good reason so is it okay to rob a bank <laughs> if and um yeah so I sort of I I like that idea and I like I definitely came up a lot in this episode yeah honestly like when you came with the episode um uh team I was like okay it's gonna be hard because I'm not sure about the context and then I read about it I'm like oh oh yeah oh yeah that is really good for this for this yeah. episode, I'm sorry. Which is, yeah. uh, just so you know, uh, the second most uh, favorite episode of the show for uh, as per EMDB. Oh. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a good... Well, I think it's good because it's fine. it finally gives everyone a reason to come back together when they've been separate for a long time. And, and it gives us a little bit of the flavor of the first season. Yeah, and I feel this is a boxed episode that, like, if this yeah. episode didn't happen, wouldn't matter. Yeah, it would, yeah. but like there is so like it's like a style of 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 episode. Like this is a heist. I feel like this is a D and D campaign. <laughs> yes, you know. In fact, it is a D and D. It is a D and D campaign. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so let's do our thirty second recap. Of course. Um. So it is my turn. Yeah, it is. <laughs> All right. So are you ready? Yeah. 
Ready, set, go. So basically, they all uh, end up to, yeah, working together for robbing a bank. Q it's to save Julia, uh, to help, help Julia get money to get her abortion. Katie's the same thing. Penny's just because YOLO. And Margot and Elliot, that's because they're broke. And uh, Julia is getting attacked by Goblin, by one of the Korean women that is scared of her baby, which I get it. And then they, it almost got work until Penny touched the floor, and now they have to fix things. And Julia almost died helping them, but hey, that was hard. That was good. Yeah, that's a hard one. All right, are you ready? And go. All right, everyone needs money for various reasons. Fillery is shit out of luck. And <laughs> I didn't realize that pun until I said it. Um, and uh, Julia needs money to get rid of the baby. Um, and basically, they decide to rob a bank. It's real cute. It gets all fucked up because of buoyancy. Um, and Alice is like, hey, 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 hey. Uh, and yeah, and Julia saves the day with time magic. It's great. <laughs> I just like Alice going, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Basically, I mean, that's the whole episode is Alice being like, pay attention to me, pay attention to me. Uh. Well, that's a, that's a good way to, um, annoy someone. But like, also the most literal time anyone has said, like, get off my back. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have a definition if you want. Oh, yes, sure. It is um, two things. System of values and principle of a conduct, especially uh, held by a specific person or society, mm-hmm. or extent to which an action is right or wrong. Mm-hmm. Which, I, yeah. I feel like I focused more on the right or wrong. Yeah, me too. Um but the, going off of me saying Alice, Alice is being annoying, um, I was thinking about the the moral implication for Quentin of letting Alice go versus keeping her captive, essentially. I was thinking the same thing. Like, is keeping Alice inside good or bad? Because he knows that if he let her go, she's going to do bad things. Because look what she did with her parents. But also, is keeping her inside him okay as a, like it's against her nature? Yeah, and just like more immorally, like, is it okay to be keeping her there? And is he morally, is he responsible for her actions if he lets her go? Like, is that his responsibility? Yeah, and we're going to have to talk about it like next episode when like she's going to take over his body. So is he like accountable for her action? But um, when you talk about her, you say, uh, you're not Alice, you're uh, the evil thing that was, uh, you're the evil thing that was inside of me. Yeah. And I think, like, the fact that he is aware that this is not Alice, mm. and, like, so he's working against something evil, not makes it okay, but, like, that's where the morality enters. And I feel like for him, and it's true, like, there's two solutions. It's either keeping her there and he's trying to fix it, because we said it, like, last episode, how he was a fixer. But, or, like, putting her in a box, and he doesn't want, because you know that putting her in a box is forever. Yeah. Um, so I'm trying to think if I had anything else on Alice. Not really. Did you have uh, anything? Else? Yeah, I like the the fact that she worked again Quentin against Quentin the whole time that she wasn't in, inside his tattoo. But the moment they're like help us rob a bank, she's like, oh my god, yes. Because she's bored. She's like a bored little toddler. But like, I love that reaction. The oh my god, yes. Because like. Same. Um, <laughs> but uh, do you think that uh, uh, Quentin agreeing for her to uh, to like uh, 
possess him for 30 minutes a day. Do you think it's a good call or no? Is it a moral thing to do? Because like in the one hand, you know that by doing that, he's going to make her more powerful, make her able to do bad thing in the world, but also pennies die. I think in the moment he had to make a decision and that was the only decision to make. Yeah. Like I think that they had to get out of there and that was the only way to get out of there. Okay, so you don't think he did it for Penny, but for himself? No, I mean, I, I think they are all going to die. I think it was a matter of like weighing the odds, and it's just like we're all going to die. Fillory's going to get fucked. Julia's going to, you know what I mean? Like all of these things were going to happen where it was just like you have to weigh. I think that that's what happens in moral situations, right? Where it's situations of, especially I think there's a lot of these sort of classic philosophical questions where it's like, well, you can kill one person or you can kill a bunch of people. And it's like, no, but maybe the one person is someone who's close to you or something. But it's like, I think when it's one person versus a lot of people, you've got to choose to kill the one person, you know? And so in that situation, so I feel like it was a little more like that. He was like, this is going to suck for me and I'm going to have to deal with the implications of whatever Alice does. But like in this case, like I have to weigh the odds. Yeah. Yeah, and and I mean, I think going off of that, like the moral implications of let's talk about robbing a bank. Yeah, uh, before we do in the bank has, can, can we talk about the hacks and paxin? Well, I love the hacks and paxin. So, um, they put him in the trunk. <laughs> That's morally gray. But then he died. Yeah, and basically, like she, like, oh, we have to save you, and he told her not to. He pushed her in the way. So, like, he wanted to die, and she let him die. But then she was like, oh, we need to bury him. Like, he was like, "Like, oh, I need to respect him. But mm-hmm. you put it in a trunk. I mean, I think they didn't know what else to do with it. They couldn't put it in the back seat. Yeah. And they wanted to save it, but that was the only way they could think to save it. And I think it was only fighting to get out when it knew there was danger. Yeah, he he was sensing that something was against Julia. Yeah, I don't think that he, like, I mean, he's been captive for, you know, they've, they've, I don't know their pronouns, they've been captive for that long um, that, like, they don't, I don't know that being in a trunk was, like, even an issue for them. Yeah. (laughs) I'm wondering how they fit in a trunk because they were large. Yes. Um, And and, uh, another thing I have before the heist is, um, What's her name? The the teacher. Ooh. I know her name. Lipson. Thank you. Uh, so Lipson is like looking at, at, at Julia and explaining that the fetus is bound to her soul because it's a demon. And then like, oh, we're going to like, oh, we are going to look and like you're going to be safe in break bills. Then she goes out of the room and she's the first thing she says is that poor girl is fucked. Yeah. And I was wondering if downplaying was she downplaying because uh, like the 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 problem in front of julia for the sake of julia or or i think that julia knows her situation and the situation is that she needed to go to that specific person or you know what i mean to yeah get her soul like untangled or like that was it and and i think that she was like i think that that was a reaction to like julia saying like i can't fucking afford that and she's so, like, well, in that case, this girl's fucked. Like, this is this is like palliative care. Like, we need to keep her comfortable. So and that so- was kind of her diagnosis to to fog. 
Yeah. Not to like, Julia, but to Fog. Yes. I don't think that, she, I think that basically it was like her, pl- her sort of like, we should really let her stay here. Like she's fucking, she's screwed. I, I, I like that you compare that to palliative care because they don't try to save her. No. They told her like, that's the only solution. And like, and they know, like the, the teacher know that they're expensive. And by the way, about them, I was wondering, like they asked for gold, not paper money. Mm-hmm. Do you think they ask for gold because they know that money, paper money is easy for magicians? Well, I think that it's like paper money is just not, you know, the currency cha- of paper money changes. And like, I know, but I like the idea that they know they have a skills that others don't. And, and get the gold. And and like paper money, everyone everyone can have it. Like you just, you, we saw the Hedgewitch spell uh, Julia did yeah. like in season one. Uh, so I think it's also part of you want me like there's a price and it's not like just paper money. I yeah. agree that there's like uh, an idea with um, uh, blah, blah, blah. That, like, like, like the idea that like paper money, the currency can change and it's not it could like essentially not be worth anything in gold. Well, paper. especially like them being Koreans, like we know what's happening like in Korea and like how money is not a thing. Well, not a thing, but like it's it's like money changed a lot in Korea because of the change of like. Do we know that they're Korean? Huh? Do we know that they're Korean? Um, when I look at the script, it says when they were arguing, I, I wanted to see if they, they had the transcript so I could uh, translate it. They just speak in Korean. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, sadly, I would wa- have to n- want to know what they said. Uh, if you speak Korean, please let us know. <laughs> but yeah, I, I just think that like there is this idea of what we are and what we can give you is precious so you're gonna have to work for your money and like not just paper money because like that's easy for you work for it you know yeah i don't know well, i like I, and I, and which make them even grayer of they're not doing it for good nor, nor evil but also like work for what you're gonna get because like, well, you know you know where I was, I was gonna say like the morality of charging that much for a freaking abortion not that it's just an abortion but like yeah. that's so obnoxious to me when yeah. like you know someone is in that kind of dire situation and you're like yeah it's just a million dollars and like i don't want to go in politics of abortion because i know some people are for some people are against and like it's not about that but for me i, I just don't understand that you know this thing is endangering someone's life yeah why should she pay to and- survive and I mean, I guess this is a pretty rare situation, right? But yeah. like, still, I, I don't know. It just, it makes me think of the, the equivalent of like needing to go to a specialist and having to pay out of pocket for a, like a medical specialist and like the morality of like that in medical care, which is and just. Let's just talk about uh, like the, 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 the price in the, in the U.S. of um, insulin and stuff like that, which like yeah. as, as a Canadian, I'm blessed that like I never had to thought of that and I'm learning about it. And I'm appalled that like some people don't use their like insulin because it's too expensive. But like that should save your life. Oh, and also going back to the like goblin um, situation, I I thought it was interesting that like there was no conversation about like we'll just kill it. Like 
that creature didn't ask to be there. I don't know. I was just thinking about it also from that sort of moral implication of like, we're just fucking going to kill that thing because it's coming after us. And like, it's self-defense. Don't get me wrong. I get it. But yeah, like, but th- they were saying that like, they're, that's their like, not their job, but they're created for that. That's because the moment they die, another come and try to kill you. Like they are, that's what they're. Yeah, but they didn't ask to be made. (laughs) Not fair. But I agree that that, that there is this... uh... But I don't think you could have reasoned it with it, you know? Well, no, I'm not saying sit down and have tea with it and, like, discuss. I'm just saying I think it was interesting that they didn't blink before killing it. But Mm. also it was attacking them. So I don't know. I just... I don't know. I was just thinking about that. Um, so let's talk about robbing a bank. Yeah. Uh, I like how Katie just said, well, why don't we just rob a bank with magician? And Julia is like, yeah, yeah. Okay. I love how everyone in this episode is so jazzed to rob a bank. And like, uh, uh, Elliot and Margot are so proud of you. Yeah. And, and I also like the part where like Katie and, uh, I was about to say Katie and Julia. Oh my God. Uh, Katie and Penny have just slept together and, um, and still have their clothes on. I never understood that part. You can do that with, cl- anyway. Um, but like the idea where Katie's like, well, I don't really feel like I have the right to ask you. And I like that. I think that's so sweet. Yeah. He's like, oh, thank you for that. But ask me, please. But also like, ask me, I really want to rob a bag. <laughs> but I, I, I agree that like, I, like I, I didn't thought I could ask. Yeah, and I like that she sort of like drew that line for and herself. I, I never like on like I never caught that sentence before, mm. and I think that says a lot about Katie. Like she knows yeah. she fucked up with with Penny, even like after fucking him, after seeing him again, she know like she broke his heart. You know. And I also thought it was interesting when she was when she says like, okay, listen, you're not gonna like this, but like it's for Julia, and he's like that crazy bitch or like whatever he says, and then she's like, um, no, like that victim of rape. Exactly. Frames it differently in the in the idea that like the the moral lens, like I feel like it changes when it's like, oh, we're doing this, like like even like essentially they're doing a fundraiser for Julia, right? Yeah. And the idea that like if if you were like, oh, doing a fundraiser for this crazy bitch who like almost fucked up the whole world, who's gonna donate to that fundraiser? But if you're like donating to a victim of a sexual assault then it's like people are going to donate to that fundraiser you yeah. know what I mean I, I don't know I never thought about it like that before but, but like no you're it? right and oh yeah. like I like what Margot said that like P.S. we still hate you but <laughs> we know like she said like we're socially advanced like we're emotionally advanced enough to know that our girls should be, have access to uh, the, the me God abortion easily, <laughs> uh, which I find funny, but I like it's kind of I kind of agree. It's sort of a way of saying like and like we hate you, but you're still you still don't deserve what you have, and like yeah. we're able to put out that away to help you because we get it. And I, I I feel like that's where we talk about a lot about Margot being a feminist. Yeah, because like she's strong and she's empowering and she speaks for herself. But this is where we see Margot's true feminism. Yeah. It's helping someone that fucked her over because it's a woman helping woman. It's like I hate you, but I understand that you need my help right now. Yeah, and and also I really like when Quentin first sees Julia and it's like, oh, Katie told me blah blah blah. Like when she comes back to the cottage, where he's yeah. like. Where he's like, I'm not mad at you, even though essentially you killed Alice. Yeah, and so he says like, because it doesn't feel right. Like, I don't know what's right. And I think for Quentin, like, 
Quentin understood something that it's more than just Julia. Yeah. Julia was acting out of trauma. Yeah. And I think Quentin understand that mm-hmm. easier than others because he know what Julia used to be. Yep. He know Julia. And now she's acting all crazy. Like he said, like my best friend is acting crazy and I don't know what to do. And that's because he's like, and he's, she's acting out of trauma. That's why I think he forgives her. Yeah. And not, I don't know if he forgives her, but like understand. Yeah. But I like the idea that he's like, I, it's complicated. I'm like, I can't be mad at you for like, I want, maybe want to be mad at you for that or want to have someone to blame, but like, it doesn't feel right to blame you. And I think that it's interesting, like that, that like gut feeling, you know, when you're like, yeah. when I, like I trust that feeling that that feeling is like, I can't be mad at you right now. But and I think like that, that this that, like we see Quentin dealing with that, and then we see Penny reacting to like the psychopath and Katie like saying no, it's, it's the victim of a rape. But like all those way of framing Julia are to make their morality more okay for them. Yeah, the moral act of robbing a bank is also because it's not the psychopath that will helping. It's the best friend that act out of trauma is the victim of a rape. It's the, like, you know, like, I feel like this reframing of Julia is also, like, not an excuse, but, like, a way for them to say, oh, it's okay now. Yeah. Because she's, because, it, it, like, let's be real, it's because of her action that Alice died. Yeah, I mean, it is. But it's not at the same time. You know, when I was saying a truth is a truth, sometimes is not a truth. That's what I was. I meant uh, like it is true that because of Julia's action, Alice died. In reality, it's more complicated than that. Yeah, for sure. My head hurt. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, the fact that Margot robbed the bank and even Elliot didn't know. I know, I love that. And she's just like, whatever, senior year, you know, head issues. And like, we know a bit more, uh, and I think you saw the episode in season four. Did you saw the musical episode in season four? No. Okay, because she talked a bit more about like how her dad reacted to her growing up and he didn't like that he couldn't control her and blah, blah, blah. And I think that was acting out on her dad that she did that. Uh, for me, it's, I'm more surprised that Elliot doesn't know. Well, he, they don't know everything about each other. Like, even your best friends, like, sometimes it doesn't come up in conversation. Sometimes you just never ask, hey, have you robbed a bank? I know, but it, they, it feels like they know everything of each but other. No you know? one knows everything about each other. Yeah, that's true. Uh, like, sometimes I feel like there are things that even, like, with you or with close friends, I'm like, oh, I've never told you that. It just probably has never come up in conversation. You've never asked. Like, were you bitten in the neck by a ferret? Like, and I was, I would say yes. But, like, no one ever asked me if I was bitten in the neck by a ferret. Were you bitten in the neck by a ferret? Yes. What? See? <laughs> what the fuck is happening here? And my friend was like, well, I wasn't even a friend. It was the daughter of this guy that my dad worked with. And we were at their house and she was like, oh, I have a ferret. And I was like, oh, it's cute. And then it fucking bit my neck. <laughs> it was traumatic. And that's why I hate ferrets. See, not every, it's just like some things don't come up in conversation. Things you learn in this podcast, y'all. <laughs> um, and the, so I was also thinking about along the same lines with Julia of like, 
how she really wanted, like, she felt like she had an obligation to be there and, like, couldn't be there because, like, of having to keep everyone else safe. And that sort of, like, uh, like, you know, it was, like, sort of this juxtaposition of, like, well, I need to be, I feel like I need to be there because everyone's doing this for me. But at the same time, I can't be there because I'm going to put everyone in danger. I feel this is kind of a quandary that people with disability could have mm. of I want to I want to do that I want to help you I want but I physically can't mm. and there's this like dilemma of I wish you could see how much I want to help you yeah. you know yeah and you know? I think that like, but it, when it comes, when push comes to shove and like, she sees that they fucking need her help. She's like, well, fuck that noise. Like I'm going to give you those 15 seconds, you know? Yeah. But it hurt Margot. Margot got knocked out. Ah, she'll get over it. No, but like she did endanger people. That's why she wasn't there. Yes. So like her action was good, but also had consequences. That's what well, I mean. The other, the other big moral thing that I was looking at in this episode is like when Elliot, when Clay Elliot dies, and and uh, she was like, but but it, and they're like, it's Clay. Don't worry about it. It's fine. I don't think Q knew that Elliot was Clay. Would he, he must have? It. I mean, he must have. But maybe he just didn't ask because he didn't thought about it because he didn't have time because like he just saw them and hey you want to rub a bank and they fixed on no, it like, like they focused he on had it had to have known but I think that like he just seeing this person that he loved like dead was like so shocking for him that like he wasn't even like focusing you know what I mean he was just like oh my god Elliot what do we do oh my god and- that makes me think that like this is he was gonna see Elliot die twice because yep. he's seen tw- uh, die in season three as yep. well. That is sad. Yep. <laughs> that is. She's he needs therapy. Um. Yeah. Well, this has nothing to do with like being immoral, but just like, uh, how mean of it? What is it when Niff and Alice is like, yeah, I'm gonna drive you crazy, and then you know you've already, you've already whatever. Oh, I got. I can't. I can't remember how she phrased it, but like she's essentially like you've already you know been institutionalized for being crazy. Oh yeah, like you, 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 you already have priors. Oh, prior priors. Yeah, something like no, like like saying because like because you already have priors. Yeah, and like yeah. fuck you. Yeah, fuck Alice. Um, so speaking of Alice though, uh, and um, Shade, let's talk about Julia. That that's the thing. That was my last thing that I noted is we know that she got abortion and that they, like there was a complication that's how it ends but we know that we know because that of that her, complication was yeah exactly but we both know that it's removing her soul well, her sh- was it a was it a or soul or shade it's the no same it's thing. a piece of your soul it's not your whole soul was it a good thing or not to do it then I mean, I don't know. Because we know that Julia is not Julia after that. I think that it's really hard to, like, I can't put myself in that position because I've never been in a position of, like, deciding if I needed an abortion or not. And, like, no one has been in a position of deciding if they need a demigod abortion or not. Um, Yeah. But so I think it's hard for me to put myself in that. Like, I don't think it's fair of me to say, like, well, I would have made this decision. Um, No, but, like, it's just thinking of, like, Oh, if, uh, like, you know, sometimes you have to decide, oh, do I unplug that person because mm-hmm. he's going to die? It's the, I think it's the same thing. As, is there a good answer? But to I that? think 
And I don't think I so. I think that it's like she was so – I mean, you saw when when Dana in the previous episode was like, well, you have to have the baby. She was like, I'd rather die. Like immediately she was like, I would rather die. Like she would have done anything to get rid yeah. of that fetus. And so I think that like for her, that was the only choice there was to make. Like she could not have that baby. And she did went to the abortion clinic and like had her legs spread up, you know, spread open for it to happen. So you're right that like she was ready for it to happen. Yeah. Hmm. I'm sad now. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> did you have anything else to say? Because I'm I'm done with nope, my notes. That's all I had. Okay, then uh, let's go to um Lectio Divina. Okay, so you know you all know the drill. Lectio Divina is a monastic practice. I just really like saying the word monastic. It's very fun for me. Um, so basically, Kat is going to provide us with a, a phrase or a sentence from the script from this episode, and we're going to go through our four steps. The first step is just like figuring out, hey, what's happening right now in the script? Second step is what stories does it remind us of or things like that? What does it remind us of in general? The third step is what does it remind us of in our own lives? And the fourth step is uh, what we feel called to do from the conversation. So without further ado, Kat, what is our sentence? The brains of the operation drives the getaway. Hmm. I'm going to read it again. The brains of the operation drives the okay, getaway. So, that I, I took on random, just yes, so you know. Yes, I know you usually do. What what literally is happening here is, uh, is Margo's like, I'm staying outside because the brains of the operation drives the getaway car. yes Uh, yep totally um so what stories does it make you think honestly it just makes me think of like this is a very vague um connection and just like but it makes me think of that show leverage did you ever watch that show it was really good it was a show about a group of people who did heists but like kind of robin hoodie like they did heists for good. Um, and it just makes me think about like, you know, the very stereotypical, like having the van, you know, there's always like the person in the van who's like the tech person and like has, it just, I don't know. It was just making me think about that. And also in a way how like everybody has a specific role to play usually in a heist. Yeah. So, you know, the story that and it made me think the brain is the operation that the brain of the operation drives the getaway. Mm-hmm. So in <laughs> Spider-Man Coming Home, Homecoming, um, homecoming thank you, um, <laughs> Ned wants to be the guy in the chair. Ned. Ned is the friend of um, Peter. Okay. And, and like, discover that Peter has this power. And he said, like, can I be the guy in the, wheel, in the, in the wheeling chair helping, like, helping you? And, like, he's on the keyboard and helping, and he's the van and helping, like, he wanted to be that person, you know? Mm-hmm. And in the end, he ended up helping him. He's, uh, he's, he's in the computer lab, and he's helping him. And then get caught and say, what are you doing? And say, watching porn. <laughs> <laughs> but it makes me think of that trope of the guy in the chair, mm-hmm. which we always saw, not as, like, less because they're not acting. Yeah. But, like, I don't know, like, Ned made me reframe that person of, like, no, they are there. Like, they are essential for the hero to thrive. Yeah. You know? And without all the knowledge that Margot had, they would have get their ass kicked. So, um, what does it remind you of in your 
in your life. Uh, for me, it reminds me of when I used to do plays and my one of my best friends, Carrie Ann, was always stage crew. And uh, it just like reminds me of the people behind the scenes who are doing like all the work to make things happen, but getting no credit for it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for me, uh, reminds me of a specific thing I did when I during my first depression in, th- in group therapy, where we had to act the contrary of what we would do mm. during a group project. So we had like this set of rules and like we had to draw a thing in 30 minutes. And usually what I will do is take the lead because I'm, I'm like that. Mm. And I had to step back and let people do it. And they were messing it up. And like the way they were doing it was wrong. Like the way they were like doing it was not logical. And we ended up not making the... The, the 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 drawing correctly because people that don't take the lead had to take the lead and vice versa and some sometime like this the person that takes the lead yes sometime like it's because they have a power trip but also that's because like that's their instinct that's how they are and some people need to be lead leaded you know like I, I, even at work like I have I, I have this this job where I, I I work in team with people and we have, okay, you have like three planes that we have to do uh, to help passenger in do that plane, do that plane. And at one point I was like to a girl, I say, Oh, do you want my post and assign stuff? And she's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I do not want that. I, I like I, give me orders and I will do them perfectly, but I do not want a leading position. Yeah. And it makes me think of that. Like that sometime, the brain of the operation drives the getaway. Like that's what you're gonna do. But also, you you can also say, "I don't want to be the brain of the operation." Yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, you have that choice. And I I think for me, like what I feel called to do is like to try and remind myself to take that step back sometimes. Or um, mm. we say step, sorry, step back and step forward is a little ableist. So I usually say move back, move forward. Um, but that's. Like yeah, that. and that's that's something that in uh, in like um, group spaces and things like that we say a lot. Where it's like if you're usually the person who talks a lot, try to like move back and let other people move forward, and like who maybe don't talk all the time, things like that. But for me to remember to just like take that move back and just like allow other people to be in charge sometimes or to do more of the talking. I like that. Yeah. What about for you? Uh, I think for me, it's that to acknowledge that being it, the brain of the operation or the leader of a of a thing is not a bad thing. Mm. Uh, I have this kind of like, who am I to give order complex? Like sometimes I'm going to like, okay, I'm going to lead, da, da, da. And then in the middle of it, I'm like, why am I doing that? Like, who am I to do it? Yeah. And I think I have to own up that like, no, I'm kind of good at giving orders. <laughs> even if i don't listen sometimes to myself and don't eat and then break down you know yes <laughs> yes i do know um all right so it's time for our flower and our vase yay so flower in the vase this is an expression that says you don't uh give a flower and then the vase that goes with it which means don't give a backhanded compliment such as your i always go to your pretty for a black girl because that's the one that makes me the angriest you're um you're you're good at hockey for a girl sure it's always for a girl 
Yeah, okay, let's let's try something else for a boy. Uh, you dance well for a boy. <laughs> you, you pass so well for a trans person. Oh, that's good. Uh, okay, so I'm gonna give my flower to Penny to say to 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 Katie, like, thank you for acknowledging that you should you shouldn't ask me, but I wanna do it. Mm-hmm. For wanting to do it. And I, I don't think he just did it because he wanted to rob a bank. I truly believe because also Penny's not able to not help people. Yeah. So I want to give my, my, my flower to Penny. And like he put himself at, at risk, like he almost died. Yeah. So for that, um, you go Penny. And I'm going to give my vase to Quentin for, I know like it's complicated and more readily gray and blah, 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 blah. But to accept Alice deal of taking over her body just as someone that sometimes have lost control of her own body and don't remember mm. something she did. It's scary and you shouldn't. I like that. For me, I'm going to give my flower to Julia for putting herself in danger um, mm. to save other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think... I am going to give my vase to hmm, who sucks in this? That bitch who sent the goblins after. Fuck off, lady. Her name is Moon. Well, I don't like her, but it, it, she does have a cool name. <laughs> and a lot of spoons. <laughs> but like not not like emotional spoons, uh, like real spoons. Uh, when you're out of spoons, uh. go to Moon. Um <laughs> I don't fucking know. I think it's time to like call it a night. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Have a good day, guys. Bye. This has been Philorgan United. Once again, we want to thank Harry Potter and the Sacred Text as well as Spirit Podcast for their inspiration for the show. Big thank you to Vanessa Zoltan as well to show us how Lectio Divini now work. We also want to thank all our patrons, people like Elliot that help the show keep running and pay fees for hosting. If you want to help us and become a full fighter, go on patreon.com dash united and uh, help us out. Also, we want to tell you that we're going to have to take a break next month. As you have heard in the past two episodes, we have lovely problem with our landlord and we just found a new place. Yay! But that means that we are not able to record while we're moving. So we will take October as um, an itis and be back in force in November to continue to do the second part of season two. So thank you guys again to stick up with us and I hope you have a wonderful day. Bye. How come we don't even have a blooper for this one? Oh well.